Hello, I'm your host today, and I'm Christopher. And today, um, I just want to read from Ezekiel chapter 17. Uh, my wife had called me the other day, and she was just talking. She was like, baby, I, I've read um, Ezekiel 17. Do you know what it means? Do you know what it entails? Um, do you really know what it's about? And um, and I'm going to read it. I'm going to read some of it, and then I'm going to try to uh, elaborate on what I'm reading and it reads, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, pose a riddle and speak a parable to the house of Israel, and say, Thus says the Lord God, A great eagle with large wings and long pinions, full of feathers of various colors, came to Lebanon and took from the cedar the highest branch. He chopped off its topmost young twig and carried it to a land of trade. He set it in a city of merchants. Then he took some of the seed of the land and planted it in a fertile field. He placed it by abundant water and set it like a willow tree and it grew and became a spreading vine of, of low stature its branches turned toward him but its roots were under it so it became a vine brought forth branches and put forth shoots but there was another great eagle and I just want to just talk about the very beginning from verses 1 through verses 6 and to me it was like God was saying I have planted you in a place um, I plucked you up from where you were. I, I've removed you from the place that you were. And I'm not saying that it was a bad place because it could have been a high place. It could have been a, a, a good place. But God said, I called you to a different place. He said, I called you here to plant you in good soil. He said, I called you here uh, because where I'm planting you now is fertile. And, and he wants you to grow here. This is where he wants you to grow. So I know that sometimes things don't seem to be uh, the way you remember them or things don't seem to be the way that you would like them to be because everything is not familiar. But God has planted you in the place that he needs you to be for this time and this season. You cannot move out of place or else. And I'm going to continue to read. But there um, from seven on. But there was another great eagle with large wings and many feathers. And behold, this vine bent its roots toward him and stretched his branches toward him from the garden terrace where it had been planted that he might water it. It was planted in good soil by many waters to bring forth branches, bear fruit and become a majestic vine. Say thus says the Lord, will it thrive? Will he not pull up its roots, cut off its fruit and leave it to wither. All of its spring leaves will wither and no great power or many people will be needed to pluck it up by its roots. Behold, it is planted. Will it thrive? Will it not utterly wither when the east wind touches it? It will wither in the garden terrace where it grew. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, say now to the rebellious house, do you not know what these things mean? Tell them. Indeed, the king of Babylon, this is what came to me from 7 to 11. Um, as long as you do what God is calling you to do, as long as you do what he has told you to do, he's going to provide. I understand that sometimes we come to a place where we don't know what to do next or we don't know what to do. And and, and, and the assignment that God has given us, we we may even feel like, OK, uh, 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 this assignment should be over. But that is not what God is saying. God is saying, I planted you, you know, and when he plants you, he means for you to stay there. He intends for you to stay there until he gives you your next set of assignments or until he gives you your next assignment. Um, God is not uh, a God of 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 
of disorder. He he is a God that knows exactly what he's doing. He's a God that knows exactly where he's trying to get you to. He knows exactly how to get you there. All he needs you to do is be willing and obedient and you shall eat the good of the land. I understand that sometimes it seems a little bit much or sometimes it seems a little unbearable or sometimes it seems like, well, God's not speaking to me, so I must be doing something wrong or I must not be in the right place or I must be uh, out of his will. But all you need to do is keep doing the last thing that he said. As long as you keep being faithful to the last thing that he said, the last thing that you heard, as long as you keep being faithful to that, God will open up your eyes of, in, of understanding. He will enlighten you so you may know what is the hope of your calling. See, God is not a God that is just going to leave you. You see, he said, I will never leave nor forsake you. I will be with you always until the ends of the earth. And David says uh, in, in Psalms 139, the Lord, uh, you have you 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 have stretched me. You have searched me and you know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts from afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and you acquired a. You are acquainted with all my ways, for there is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it all together. He said, uh, you have hedged me behind and before and, and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. You for you formed my inner parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book. They were all written. God knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly how to get you to the next place that he is calling you to. Don't move out of place. Don't get complacent in what you are doing. I understand that if you continue to do the same thing for a certain period of time for a while, that you will get complacent and forget what, what it is that God is really doing. You know, so I need us as a people to stay connected, to stay in prayer, to stay in fasting to stay unmovable for God. Don't move from where you are because God is calling you to come higher, but you cannot get higher until you finish this assignment. God is God is working on you and it takes time. Nothing happens overnight. It takes you a whole week to get it takes you a week or two weeks or a month or whatever your pay schedule is to get paid. You don't just show up to work on Monday and get a paycheck on Monday. You show up to work on Monday with intentions to get a paycheck on, on, on Friday. It doesn't work. Even if you get paid every two weeks, you show up and, and you still working a week behind schedule. You, you still working a week in the hole for a paycheck. It doesn't matter. Even if your paycheck takes 30 days to get to you, 
Everything has a process. I want you to understand this because we as a people, we, we tend to uh, want things to be now. We want things to be instant. We th want things to be microwavable, but God does not work in a microwavable way. God has a time and a season and a, a under the sun where he has set for you to be what he called you to be. Be who he called you to be. Do what he's calling you to do. Everybody can't do what God is calling you to do. There are some people that can get away with not doing what God wants them to do. But some of us, some of us, we have to stay planted in the place that God is calling us to because not everyone can give you what God is trying to put into you. Not everyone can articulate what God is really saying unto you. I understand sometimes you may go to a, a church and, and you be like, well, I feel like I didn't get I didn't get anything. That's because that shepherd wasn't speaking to you because you are not called to that person. You are not called to certain people. But sometimes we go to places just off a whim or because uh, I, I just wanted to or because somebody invited you. I need you to be in tune with the spirit. You have to get to the understanding that um, God is going to do what God is going to do in God's timing. God's time is not like our time. You know, God's day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day to God. You know, so time is not a, 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 a matter for God. Time is not an issue for God because God can change the time and the season whenever he gets ready to. God is the one that restores and, and God is the one that gives. Look, God is trying to give you something. He's trying to restore you the, to the place that you were initially in the spirit. He's trying to restore you to the place you were initially in the spirit over time time um from the day that we were born over a period of time we have taken on the world we have taken on worldly ways we've taken on worldly mindsets we've taken on things of the world you know we adapted to what was around us we have become uh what we see that is not who God has initially called us to be. He called us to be one person in the spirit, but our natural man has become someone else. And that is not what God wants to see. God wants to take the time uh, uh, to peel back all those outer layers, all those outer layers that we have, that we have, uh, that we have uh, attached ourselves to or all those outer layers we have put on so that he can get to the spirit man so he can get back to the the natural the core of things the things where where we are one with him I understand it takes time to become one with your mate I want you to understand it like this um when you when you meet a person uh rather it takes you 30 days to get married like it did me and my wife or rather it takes you 10 years to get married like it does couples you know it takes time uh, to to really to really make up your mind and once you but once you make up your mind everything else will fall into place uh i say this i say it like this there's nothing more powerful than a made up mind you can be in the streets doing god knows what with god knows who you could be smoking drugs you can be uh you could be on pills you can be running just just loose you can be doing anything that you can imagine you can be doing but you can be smoking cigarettes, you can be shooting heroin, you could be smoking crack, sniffing cocaine, smoking weed, whatever whatever addiction that you could possibly have. I mean, even to eating food in in a, in an unhealthy way is an addiction. You know, uh but you can be in a place of turmoil. You could be in a place that you was like, "How did I get here?" and never come out. Hear me. You can be in a place 
that you would not normally be, that you never pictured yourself being and never come out because you get comfortable in that place. Or you can be in a place, a bad place. You could be in a place where you like, I got to get out of here. I got to do this and I got to do that. But once you make up your mind, a made up mind is hard to handle. I don't care who comes against you. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what it can be your own mama, your own daddy, your sisters, your brothers. It could be your best friends. That does not matter. When you make up your mind, I mean, when you absolutely make up your mind, you can do absolutely anything. Nothing is stronger than a made up mind. You can do absolutely anything. And that's what God wants to do in you. He wants to make up your mind. He wants to make up your mind so that you, when when you come into the fullness of what he has called you to, that you won't divert back to your old ways, that you won't move to the left or move to the right, but you will be stable and you will be unmovable in God. God is not a God of, 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 he, 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 he's a God that he, God wants to plant you. He doesn't want to scatter you. Let me say it like that. God wants to plant you. He doesn't want to scatter you because God knows that when he has planted you, you can get roots. And once you are rooted in a thing, once you are fully in the place that God has called you to, then those nutrients from the soil that that has been feeding you can begin to come up through the stalk, which is your body. They can begin to flow out of your limbs that can begin to produce fruit and begin to nourish others. God has a plan. God has a plan for you to water something else, for you to nourish someone else, for you to help someone else to grow. God is not a person that just wants you to be who he called you to be for you. He wants you to be who he's called you to be for others. The same way Jesus was called for others, he's calling you for others. Why do I say that? Because Jesus went to the cross, not for himself, but for others, for us. Jesus gave his life not for himself, but for others. You see, Jesus didn't. He wasn't a selfish person. He didn't. He didn't just think about himself. He went into prayer and he did what he saw his fathers do. When he saw, when he started begin to lay hands on people and and he and people begin to receive their sight. He didn't do it for himself. He didn't do it for his glory. He did it so that people would know who God was and that they would glorify the Father which was in him. You see, we have to come to the we have to come to the understanding that it's not about us, but it's because of God that he. He's doing this for us, to us and through us. God is is able to use whoever he wants to use, but he choosing to use you. He choosing you to use me. He choosing to use us because he wants to get the glory out of us. You know, we have influence, rather you know it or not. We have influence when we open our mouth and we begin to speak to people. People that you would think they're not even paying you any attention will be the same people that say, I heard you. I listened to you. You know, I never heard you curse or I never saw you walk in an unrighteous way. You know, people, even even worldly people will notice who you are. But see, God is trying to get you to understand that he wants to place into you. He wants to place in you what is already in him. He he is fullness. He is the fullness. He is the fullness. He is the fullness. He wants to place the fullness in you because right now we are partial and And God tends for you to help other people to get 
to where you are. You have to really pour yourself out into people so that people can have something to hold on to. People want to hear what you have to say, but you have to open up and speak. People want to know that there is somebody else going through something that that they are going through. And it might not be the same exact thing, but they can relate. You see, people need to understand that there is a listening ear and there is a, a, a compassionate heart. People are hurting in this hour and people are looking for some place to turn to. God needs you to be a safe haven for somebody else. The same way the word of truth is a safe haven for you. The same way prayer is a safe haven for you. Your home is a safe haven for you. God needs you to be that safe haven for somebody else because people need somebody to confide in. People need somebody that can not only relate, but they need somebody that can, that can comfort. Everybody doesn't have the comforter. The Holy Ghost is the comforter. Everybody doesn't have the comforter, but that is God's will that is God's hope for every man to come into the knowledge of Christ and receive the comforter but because everybody doesn't have the comfort that you have on the inside that when you go through things you don't look like what you are going through or you don't look like where you've been or you don't look like what you went through because the comforter has come and has enabled you to carry it better has enabled you to look a certain way, even though you're going through what appears to be hell. God is calling his people to a place that we cannot fathom. We do not know where, when, how, who, why, what. We don't know. Sometimes we just don't know. But God is calling you to stay planted. He's calling you to stay in that place. He's calling you to stay there. He's not calling you to move. He's not calling you to do what you want to do. He's calling you to be planted. And check this out further up in, in, in verse 19. God says, as I live, surely my oath, which my oath, which he despised and my covenant, which he broke, I will recompense on his own head. I will spread my net over him and he shall be taken in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and try him there for the treason which he committed against me. All his fugitives with all his troops shall fall by the sword and those who remain shall be scattered to every wind. And you shall know that I am the Lord that have spoken. Thus says the Lord God, I will take also one of the highest branches of the high cedar and set it out i will crop off from the topmost of its young twigs a tender one and will plant it on a high and prominent mountain on the mountain height of israel i will plant it and it will bring forth burrows and bear fruit and be a majestic cedar under it will dwell birds of every sort in the shadow of its branches they will dwell and all the trees of the field shall know that i the lord have brought down the high tree and exalted the low tree dried up the green tree and made the dry tree flourish i the lord have spoken and have done it and that is what i am saying see once you stay in the place that god has called you to you know what i'm saying once you once you do everything that god has told you to do once you yield to the will of god and, and god can finally begin to break that old tree you know that old man that that you once were god can begin to break that off of you and begin to cause you to flourish begin to make fruit bear from you in life god can begin to make you green and, and, and make you spread out and 
He can cause you to be wise and cause you to be mindful and cause you to be what you never thought that you could be. God is calling you out so that he can call you up. He's calling you in so he can cause you to grow. He's calling you to stay planted because he wants to do a new thing. I understand that it is patience that we must walk in in this hour. It is something that we must obtain. It's something that we must keep. It's a fruit of the spirit and we must hold dear and hold fast to it because patience produces faith. Once you have been patient and waited upon the Lord, he shall renew your strength. You shall have wings. You shall mount. You shall mount up with wings as eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You shall, you shall walk and not be weary. You shall run and not faint. God is calling you to be planted. So that's just what I want to say. Where God has planted you, not where you planted yourself, but where God has planted you, I want you to stay. I want you to remain. I want you to do just what God has told you to do. I don't want you to move to the left or to the right, but I want you to stand steadfast and be unmovable for what God has told you to do. That way, God can get you to the next place that he's calling you to. I understand that the process may be taking you a little time to get there. It may be taking you more time than you want it to take. But I want you to also understand that God knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly how to get you to where he wants you to be. He knows. And trust me, if you knew, you would have already been there. But since you don't, you have to follow the process of God. It's the way that he created us to do. It's a pre-thought out plan. And God knows exactly how to get you to where he's calling you to. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your guidance. He doesn't need your leadership. He is the one that leads. We are to follow. And if there was anything else I could add to this, it would be stand and see the salvation of the Lord that you may arrive at your appointed time. Y'all have a blessed day.